This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Christmas, everyone! Santa Claus is coming to town. Are you on the good list or the naughty list? Hands up, those are on the good list. Oh, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. Those who are admitting to be on the naughty list. Yes, there we are. I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? We've got Miss Claus with us in the house today as well. Hey, I love Christmas. I get so excited about Christmas. I nearly spontaneously combust when I get up on Christmas morning. I love all the gifts. I love being with family. I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? In fact, it's the biggest birthday party on earth. It's the biggest birthday party that's been going on now for about 2,000 years. But did you know we celebrate at the wrong time of year? Did you know that? In fact, historians think that Jesus was born around October time and we celebrated Christmas time. My daughter's birthday is on Christmas Eve and she hates that it's so close. Maybe, Caris, what we should do is move Christmas back to its October date and that way you wouldn't get people doubling up on presents and giving one gift for both. What is that like? A birthday party that takes place all over the world. On the wrong time of year, I suppose, on the Feast of Stephen. That's how we've ended up having uh, a celebration of Christmas at the time that we have with all the traditions uh, that have become all that we have today. In fact, how many of you know Santa Claus was originally green? The costume for Father Christmas was originally green. Hands up those of you. Pub quiz, triv question. How many of you know that some company changed it to red to fill it, fall in with their branding? How many of you know? Go on, I can see somebody in the back there. Coca-Cola. Did you know that? Coca-Cola changed the colour of Father Christmas. And I'm told if you drink too much Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, it'll change the colour of you. I don't know if there's uh, any truth in that. But I love Christmas. I love Christmas for a few reasons, not just the fact that it's gift-giving, not just the fact that you get like two holidays back-to-back, Boxing Day and Christmas Day. How cool is that? That we get two days off from work, those of you that are in the services and those of you uh, that help keep all of us safe and uh, and all of what you do in healthcare, we really thank you for those of you that give up your Christmas days and your Boxing Days and those of us that get the privilege of celebrating at home are so grateful for all that you do. But I love Christmas most of all because it's the time that I get to celebrate the creator of the universe. I'm a Christian. That's good news, isn't it? As a minister of the church, it's good news that I'm a Christian. But that the saviour of the world came to earth 2,000 years ago for you and for me. It's an incredible story. And we've read it tonight. Angels appeared and declared that he would come. And do you like that 21st century video that we saw right at the beginning there from Die Woolridge? Like, I wonder what it was like to have been Joseph, to have been Joe, when she comes home and says, I'm pregnant. It's a virgin birth. I'm pretty sure I've had the same reaction as Joe did on that video. But imagine that 
coming to him, the news in that way. And yet the reality of Christmas is this, an angel appeared to both Mary and Joseph 2,000 years ago and foretold that Jesus would come. And those same angels appeared to the shepherds who washed their socks by night. How many of you sang that chorus? Come on, when you were in school. While shepherds watched the flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared. Not just to Mary and Joseph, but to the shepherds. And then finally, there was no angels that appeared to the Magi. We'll come to that in a minute. Because did you know three kings aren't in the Bible? Did you know three wise men are not in the Bible? In fact, we don't know the word Magi, which is the word that's in Matthew's gospel that refers to the wise men from the east. We think, or historians think, that they were Persian rulers that had come to pay homage. They followed the stars and they were a little bit into horology and all of that kind of uh, stuff that they were looking after, you know, looking at time and the stars and everything. A bit into astrology as well and they were studying those things and they saw a star in the east and they came to see the baby Jesus. You know, when I get up in the morning, I love my breakfast. How many of you have breakfast in the morning? Hands up again. How many of you have breakfast in the morning? How many of you skip breakfast and just get into your day? Hands up. Come on, be honest. Oh, skipping breakfast. How many of you go for a light lunch? Mm, skipping lunch as well. Okay. And how many of you go for a nice big evening meal? Hands up. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Do you know that's something that's only happened in our society in recent years? Did you know that? Have you heard the phrase, breakfast like a... Well done. We're doing well, yeah. Breakfast like a king. Dinner like a... Prince. Supper like a pauper. And do you know, nutritionists tell us that the best, biggest meal we should have in the day is breakfast and then we should have a light lunch and an even lighter supper but now what happens in our modern society because we feel the need to get where we are really really quickly we've swapped it all around and now that's why we have a starbucks on every corner and a costa everywhere we go because all we need is some coffee just to wake us up in the morning because we're now skipping breakfast because of the rush of life you know, whether we are prince, pauper, or king, I am convinced that our lives are better off with God in the middle of it. So what does a modern-day king look like? Maybe to you it looks like Jeff Bezos. Anybody know who Jeff Bezos is? You've been ordering loads of kit off of him this Christmas time. Those of you that click and deliver... You know the kind that you are? You've all ordered with Amazon something or other this Christmas. Jeff Bezos is the richest man on earth right now. And he is the founder of Amazon. And so for some people to live like a king, it would be to be Jeff Bezos. To be not just a millionaire, not just a multi-millionaire, but imagine being a billionaire. I mean, my wife can spend... She would have to work really hard to spend that obscene amount of money. But I tell you what, she'd give it a really good go. 
That's a lot of shoes. That's a lot of jewelry. That's a lot of other stuff. Maybe for you, life like a king would be all the wealth that goes with it. Or maybe being the king would be to be a person, not just to have wealth, but maybe to have power. Would it be great to have power, wouldn't it? To be the leader of the free world. How many of you would like to be Donald Trump right now? No, I wouldn't want to be him. But how many of you would have anybody else instead of Donald Trump right now? <laughs> that, that level of power. I mean, he hasn't just got a private jet. They give him Air Force One. A jumbo 747. All to himself. What must it be like to have that kind of power? Theresa May hasn't got that. Corbyn hasn't got that. I mean, poor old Theresa May lives in a terraced house in London. Maybe to you, being like a king would be to have power or to have money. Or maybe it would be to have popularity. I mean, how would that be to be... What's the name? I've lost, gone blank. I kissed a girl and I like... What's her, what's her name? Kate Perry, Katie Perry. See, I know all the latest songs I do. That's about the only one I know from her. She has more followers on Twitter than anybody else. Imagine that level of popularity to be Kate Perry that you can tweet. More tweets than Donald Trump. More relevance than Donald Trump too. And she tweets away. No need for likes anymore. No need for retweets. You have all of your followers all around you. From Baghdad to Betos. Wherever you go, there are people following you on Twitter. Maybe that's what being a king to you looks like. Or maybe we are, as most of us are here in this room, as middle class people. And I'll explain to you that definition of middle class in a minute. Middle class people that we have plenty, we need for very, very little, that we live life as princes as we do today. Do you live like a prince? I tell you, you do right now. You'll see a board in the corner of the room for an organization called Compassion that we support. Do you know you find yourself in the top 5% of the wealthiest people on earth right now if you have these three things? Number one, that you have had a meal today. If you've had a meal today, that puts you in the top 5%. Secondly, that you can put your hand on $2 right now. That's about... £1.65 right now. Can you put your hands on £1.65 right now? I mean, it wouldn't take you long just to go out to Ammon Ford, put your hand out and beg for £1.65, would it? That's how rich our nation is. Lastly, that you can sleep in bed safely at night, knowing that nobody will attack you. That puts you in the top 5% of the world's wealthy. Isn't that astounding? See, we live like princes. We really do. Or for others that really are paupers. For people that really do not know where their next meal is going to come from. For people in war-torn lands. For people in continents that we can only dream of understanding what it is to just drink from the same water that we actually urinating 
that our waste system goes into the same river that we will then drink of downstream. We've got so much to be grateful for. But remember I said, breakfast like a dinner like a supper like a do you know what they call the food of princes, kings and paupers? Porridge. 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 In the words of Oliver Twist. Oh, he didn't he didn't say it like that. In the words of Oliver Twist, what did he say? Okay. You're not going to get much asking like that. Please, sir, may I have some more? Even in those days in early Victorian times, it was the need for porridge. If you found yourself in prison, you would have porridge. And even kings today, Her Majesty the Queen, do you know what she starts her day with? Because she certainly has breakfast like a queen. Do you know what she eats? Porridge. Tomorrow morning, get your porridge out. Join me if you would. It's a superfood. It's fantastic. It'll keep you fed up until dinner time. Try some porridge. But what I want to link all of this into, that is just food for our body. You see, the Bible tells us that we need food for our souls. We are body, mind, and spirit. And this modern world that we live in, people don't talk much about the spirit part of us that needs feeding. But there is a spiritual hunger that's in all of us that because of the dysfunction of society, we end up looking for followers on Twitter for our satisfaction and can't find it. In fact, the rock and roll superstars of Mick Jagger and all of them in their day when they filled stadiums like no other, they declared the words, I can't get no. Yeah, some of you teenagers don't even know what that song is. That's proper music for you without synthesizers and electric. I can't get no satisfaction. And the reality of it is we'll not find satisfaction in pleasures. We'll not find satisfaction in wealth and money, despite the fact that you never married that billionaire, Ruth. We'll never find satisfaction in all the trappings that are around us. But we will, if we dare to open up our hearts to the message of the Son of God that came to earth. And you see, the marvel of it is, this is what I love about the story, is we see a reflection in the story of those three things that happened. You see, people who are the lowest of the lows, the shepherd, shepherds watching their flocks by night, people that didn't know where their next food was going to come from the angel of the Lord appeared to them and says Jesus is coming Mary and Joseph that were so poor and there was no room in the inn in the end he was born in a trough that the cows ate in in a stable please don't think it's a nice manger looking nice and clean it's a manger in Welsh manger dirty filthy place that that animals eat the food out of but then in the same way the angels appearing declaring that the king is coming and even the wealthy at that time came and decided to yield their lives 
and to come to him. And so they came, and this is why we think there were maybe three kings. And maybe they were three wise men. is because they came bearing three gifts. They came with, say them after me, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When in a nativity that I watched once, gold, frankenstein, and myrrh. And they came bearing gifts. Huge, huge value. Huge, wealthy people at those days. They came to meet Jesus too. As I said to you at the beginning, and I close, I am convinced that everyone's life is better off with God at the center of it. I don't know if Jeff Bezos is happy with all of his billions. I really don't know. But here I am as one that finds myself in the top 5% of the world's wealthy, according to Compassion. I'm so content with, with the peace that I have found in Jesus. And thousands all over the world have done that. And I'm asking you this Christmas, maybe as well as having your porridge tomorrow morning, what about your soul? Will we feed our souls? Before you leave here today, we'd love to give you a gift. This is a Bible and uh, some information that uh, uh, lets you know all of what's going on here at the church. We would love you today to discover Jesus. You see, the story of Jesus doesn't just finish as the team come up to lead us in worship, ready to close. The story of Jesus doesn't just finish at the baby in the manger. You see, the baby in the manger went to the cross and it doesn't finish at the cross you see the word of God teaches us that Jesus Christ was crucified but three days later he rose again and right now he is at the right hand of the father on high Jesus is alive and he wants a relationship with you and me and it ain't finished there the word of God tells us that one day Jesus is going to come back again to take us to be with himself. And all the information you need to know about Jesus and, his, and what he's done for us and the story of his life and what it means to be a committed Christian, what it means to become a disciple and to follow him too, can be found in his book, The Manual for Life, if you like. I'm convinced that whether you are pauper, prince or king, our lives are better off with God at the center of it. Thank you. Love incarnate divine star and angels paved the sign bow to babe on bended knee the savior of humanity unto us a child is born
This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 59 6000.